You are listening to the Power and Purpose podcast with Mastin Kip. This episode includes highlights from a recent conversation with Mastin and Reed Tracy, CEO of Hay House. They discuss why it's easier to get the word out with social media and how there's no better time to reach out and help people. Reed says a few things about the fascinating growth of the self-help industry and answers the question of what Hay House is looking for in future authors. The math of charging for your content to reach more people is examined and much more. For access to the entire interview and a transcript of every word said, visit mastinkip.com forward slash seven. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Power and Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I'm thrilled to welcome uh, today on the podcast a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, um, Mr. Reed Tracy, who is the CEO of Hay House. And um, if you know anything about anything in the personal growth space, then you know about Hay House and all their incredible authors from Wayne Dyer to their founder, Louise Hay. Um, just an incredible space uh, that's changing the game and helping bring all of this material to uh, all of us, not just on bookshelves now, but just in a digital medium as well. So, Reed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mastin. Happy to be here. You forgot to mention you. You're a Hay House author. That's Come right. On, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I am a Hay House author. And shameless plug, next book comes out September next year, guys. So, look for that. Um, that's right. So look, first of all, thank you for being here. You know, when I'm out there talking um, at, at my events, at our retreats, at our seminars, and then at your events, and I can do it. Um, first of all, everybody that I know and that I work with, you know, they grew up on Wayne. They grew up on Louise. They grew up on Deepak, like on Doreen, like all of the people that you publish. But beyond that, there's a, a sense now, and I feel like Hay House is to blame for this, that people feel called to sort of take this spiritual awareness, this deeper understanding of, of maybe an unseen realm and, and bring it forward into the world where, you know, in the 70s and 80s and 90s and even in early 2000s, that wasn't necessarily something that was happening. Um, but now it just sort of seems to be really something that people are very interested in. So I'm just kind of wondering from your perspective, because, you know, you're at the top of the mountain and you, I'm sure you talk, you're talking to everybody and you see everybody. What are you seeing as far as like, you know, sort of entrepreneurs who are, you know, they're not just looking at it for the money, but they're really looking at it from that spiritual higher perspective of wanting to, you know, make the world a better place. Yeah. Well, those are all the people that we mainly work with here at AOS are all the people looking to make the world a better place. And Louise said that, you know, if you, if your main purpose is to help other people, you don't have to worry about the money, the money will come, you know, like you're, that was her whole approach when she was getting started. And like, I had a beggar th 29 years ago, I started working at Hay House. And I remember like two or three years into my journey here at Hay House that I had to beg Louise to like, let me try to promote her books or promote <laughs> her lectures because she could, you know, if the people need it, they'll find it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm just here to help the people. And I said, yeah, Louise, but if you tell a few people about it, maybe you'll help more people. So that's right. Um, so that was part of it. And also I think that now it's much, much easier to be a, be someone who can get the word out, like with social media and the internet. And it used to be much more difficult. Like in the early days when I, all these years I've been at a house, there's been no better time to get out and help people because you can reach so many more people than you ever could before, whether it be through a book, a podcast like this, yes. um, internet, Facebook, whatever your thing is, it's way easier to reach people and share your message than it used to be. That's right. 
And, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there's a whole new generation of folks who are, who are leveraging this in an amazing way. I guess my question for you is, you know, I remember like Richard Gere once came out and talked about Buddhism back in the day. And like, it was this huge, like, how dare he have this conversation or, you know, like this, or like, you know, talking about being an alcoholic, it's like not really as big a deal as it used to be. To me, it sort of seems like we've stepped into this age of where there's a, or being in therapy is not really a cliche or there's something wrong with that. Um, it seems like there's a greater sense of acceptance of the personal growth material. Um, and I, if I, if I, my history remembers correctly, um, there was no self-help section in bookstores before Hay House. Right. Well, there wasn't no, so there wasn't a self-help section. It was, in bookstores at the beginning of Hay House. They didn't put it there because of Hay House, but literally there wasn't a self-help section in the bookstore. And it's part of it was because bookstores were very small. They put like Louise's or Wayne stuff either in um, pop psychology or occult. occult yes. <laughs> like Louise or uh, those people were put in occult. Wayne was in pop psychology mm-hmm. or... And the bookstores were smaller, and then there became bigger bookstores like you see today, like Barnes & Nobles. Those started with a company called Borders, which isn't yep. in business anymore. But they literally changed the world of book selling and just exposed people to so many more things. That was before Amazon, and they exposed people to even more things. So there's, it's just the, the, like you talked about the therapy thing, like even mainstream people, like look at the Sopranos, you know, like they, yeah, had, exactly. they had, you know, he was going to therapy or, or even someone like Howard Stern, you know, like he talks about therapy, he goes to therapy each week, you know, and those aren't people you would normally think about going Not to therapy, all. let alone everyday people who have benefited from it, so. That's right. So there seems to be this greater acceptance. So I guess um, I've always, I've had some questions I've always wanted to ask you just sort of about Hay House. If, if you had to talk about the larger purpose of Hay House, because, you know, I, I think about, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, just how much you guys are growing and this pivot that you've made into the digital space has just been phenomenal. When you think about like the purpose of Hay House and like why Hay House exists in the first place, what would you say the larger vision is for Hay House? Well, it always comes back to what I said before with Louise is to help the people. And it's to help authors or speakers or seminar leaders get their word out to help people too. It's we're, Hay House doesn't have one message. It has many voices. We have hundreds of authors and hundreds of voices. And it's not like we have one specific message. So you might have one message that you're getting to the world, Mastin, and then we can go to Chris Carr, who has a totally different message, although they're aligned. And then you have like your friend, Gabrielle Bernstein and her message, or we have, you know, like, uh, like you said, Deepak Chopra, we do different things with him. We just had lectures with him down in Australia. Amazing. Or we do like Abraham with Esther Hicks, and, and that's a whole different thing with the channeling. So you never know, like, we're, our goal is just to share things with people that can help them improve their lives, not so much one specific message that we're trying to get out there. 
Right. But really, it sounds like a democratization of personal growth in a lot of ways, you know, because I think a lot of times when I, especially when I got first into this space, it seemed like a lot of the stuff was really sort of reserved for people who had a lot of finances and the level of quality that Hay House is bringing now has just been really mind blowing. Um, another question I had for you, you know, you, you seem to be um, not just, you know, a, a publisher, but from what I can gather, a, a really a mentor to a lot of the people who are the thought leaders, either of the current generation who are emerging or, you know, our predecessors. And there seems to be a little bit of a, as far as I can tell, and I even see this with people who are brand new, it's like they have this message, they want to share, they want to make the world a better place, but they're either afraid of the technology or they're scared of the money. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, because obviously you guys are a thriving business, what are your thoughts around you know, being a thought leader or being a teacher or channeling something that maybe is from God or some higher power that you don't own and, you know, do money and spirituality mix, money and personal growth mix? Well, they, they do. I think it's just a misconception for people that you can't make money and help people. But if you look at, oh, everyone has to make a living. Everyone has to make money. And it's the hardest thing for especially people in this industry to understand is that it's okay to charge for what you do. Um, and, I, and what we've actually found is that the, if we charge people, they're more likely to use it. So that's right. Like if we give um, even uh, at low prices, so if we give a free ebook away, um, we'll get a lot of people to download it, but let's say 10% of them actually read it. Yep. If we charge a dollar ninety nine for the ebook. We'll still get a whole bunch of people to try it, but like eighty percent of them will read wow. it. And it's the same. Like we used to do, we still do public television shows, but we used to let people come and be in the audience for free for the public television show. And um, and like ha like we would get five hundred people to sign up, and like three hundred would show up. <laughs> but as soon as we charge twenty dollars we'd get 500 people to show up and 495 would show up. Amazing. So I think it's all, it's just like, it's a, the charging of money kind of helps with the energetic part of it, which is that you have to, you know, give something to get something back. I mean, I'm not positive of why, but I know that, that it definitely helps with the learning helps people get more out of it. Um, but also I know from doing our Hay House Writers workshops that almost all the people that come to those are worried about charging for what they do. They're worried about getting their message out. They're worried about um, like charging for their coaching services. They're char worried about like they feel like they have this, these gifts they want to share with the world, but they're afraid to charge. Yes. But I, I, I always encourage them definitely to charge and that it's very, very important not only for them, but the people they're helping, because if they can't survive and thrive themselves, they're not going to help very many people. That's right. That's right. Why do you think though, like, you know, I, I always think about this, you know, one, one of my, one of the things that really fuels me, especially to have more of an entrepreneurial conversation with folks who are in our space is that when you think about, you know, a life coach, a Reiki master, you know, people like Wayne and Doreen and like, and, and especially like the new people who are coming up or just starting businesses, you know, these are the people who can change the world. And you look at how sort of a lot of the world and the media cycle, things are sort of spinning out right now. The election cycle, you know, is driving people mad. Um, 
But these are the people who can actually change the world with their modalities, who can improve the world. And yet there are many companies and people out there who are not necessarily improving the world. Maybe they're taking advantage of people or they're making people not as healthy or they're making people sick who have seemed to have no problem charging a lot and marketing. What, why do you think in, in, in our space that that is a pain point? Well, there's still the general media, like when they talk about um, like a musician, they rave about how much money they have or an actor, how much money they have and their private jets and their fancy vacations. Yep. And the public in general thinks that's cool and they can get into it. But in our space, all the personal growth or anyone that's helping someone else they always put them down for making money. That's so, so I true. I think it's a cultural thing. It, I think it might even come back to like the churches and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that, that they, they have a feeling we're grown up since we're little kids thinking that if you help people, you can't charge. Right. It isn't true. Like you should pay when you go to the doctor and you pay That's for right. all these things. No one, and no one care is saying you know, it's that you shouldn't pay the doctor, but people complain about things like that where they don't care if Nike makes millions and billions or, you know, like a famous athlete makes all this money, but they care if, uh, you know, some person doing personal growth is making money. They're taking advantage of people. Yeah. I just think it's a cultural thing that needs to change because it's those people deserve more money than anyone because they're actually helping you change your life like a new pair of shoes or a new shirt or a new record isn't going to necessarily help you change your life although the music might i mean i yeah i want to say that but there's many things in your life that is celebrated for them to get rich and and it's it's terrible that they put down everyday healing people for helping others and charging a fair price so. yeah it's you know it's something it's i i love that you i've never thought about it that way because i've been i've been asking myself this question for a while i do think there is sort of a cultural bias towards that and what's interesting is you know when i made the switch from just giving free stuff away every single day seven years in a row into you know starting to charge for courses or you know books or whatever um you know i started getting criticized why people were saying oh you're just taking advantage of needy people and you know these people you're manipulating them and you know when i think about who actually shows up at our seminars and same thing with you guys and, and you know the i can do it's um, at our retreats these are not needy people these are people who are resourceful these are people who are seeking these are people who are wanting to improve their lives and i always want to say to those folks like hey why don't you actually come to one of our events and see who is actually there because they're some of the most resourceful people you know I've ever met. I have tremendous uh, respect for our clients. So I do, I do like that call to action that this idea should change. So thank you for that perspective. Um, so, okay, let's talk about um, uh, publishing a book. Obviously, that's what you guys are known for. Um, if you're sitting here listening to this going, oh my God, I want to be with Hay House, right? you know, you have these writers workshops, you're constantly, I'm sure inundated with requests and and pitches from agents and stuff like that. What do you look for in authors? And if someone wants to become an author, what advice would you have for them as far as like getting started? Well, number one, the good advice is to learn a little bit about what you're going to do. That's one of the reasons why we started the writers workshops is that so many people have misconceptions about being an author 
Number one, it's a great time to be an author. There's no better time because it's, as we said before, it's easier to get your work out to people. Like with Amazon or on the internet, you can let people know that you have a book. Yep. But the, the, the biggest thing that we're looking for and all publishers are looking for is people that have an audience already. So many people are under the misconception that all I have to do is write the book and hand it over to a publisher, whether it be Hay House, Random House, whoever, like any publisher, and then they go on vacation. And that's not the reality, <laughs> as you well know. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but there's just way more to being a successful author than writing the book. And I think that's the part people miss, is that they have to create an audience and they can do that after they write the book before they write the book. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into all the specifics, but the number one thing that people are looking for agents or publishers is people that have an audience. Now that audience could be 5,000 people. It could be 500 people depending on what niche you're trying to do. So the broader, the area you're trying to reach, the bigger the audience you need. So if you're going to talk about happiness, you need a big audience to get people's attention. If you're going to talk about cultured foods, we have an author named Donna Schwank. She did a book called Cultured Foods for Life that she self-published um, through Balboa Press, which is a um, published self-publishing division of Hay House. And then that book was... Um, popular. So we picked it up at Hay House. We redid the book, relaunched it, and she built a big career, like a seven-figure income just from this niche idea of helping people understand that cultured foods could help their gut and help their immune system. And she came about all that just from one simple thing is that in her own life, she was having problems and her family was having problems, and she found that cultured foods helped her, and she wanted to help tell other people. That's now, right. That's the exact same thing that a lot of people listening to this have. They have a personal story where they either learn something personally that they want to share with other people, or they have some knowledge learned over a long period of time that they want to share with other people so that others don't make the same mistakes they made. That's right. And that's basically what she did is she helped someone with her knowledge. And, and, and those people, you don't need as big of an audience because you're helping a specific need. So it just depends on what they're going to write about, when they're going to write, um, of how they get people's attention. Now, Hay House, we only publish about um, 100 books a year. So, and we get like tens of thousands of people that want to publish with us. So we're pretty picky about who we, who we pick, but there's always an option for people. And, and part of that option is self-publishing now. Yes. And that's the reason we started Balboa Press is to help people get their word out. And it's also easy to self-publish your book with Amazon or other places as well. That's right. That's right. So really it's what you're saying is uh, figure out how to solve a problem uh, build a platform and get the word out there. And then, you know, really working with a, a publisher like Hay House, then it's more, it's more of a partnership in that way um, where we're working really together, um, which I think is a really, I think that that's actually the reason why um, I'm a Hay House author is because I just think the partnership around um, how you guys approach the publishing model is amazing. And you guys are innovating 
I, I think when I look out in the marketplace, you guys are leading the pack, uh, definitely in the personal growth industry, but I think in the industry at large, as it relates to making the pivot from being a publisher of books into a publisher, uh, really an educator, an educational company uh, with digital and online products. So I, you know, I think it was, two, I remember the exact years, 2012 or 2013, I think was the first uh, Hay House World Summit. And then from that point forward, you know, you guys have been doing lots of different courses. What, what made you decide to kind of go into this new direction with like Hay House University and doing these online courses? What was the, what was the aha for you? Why, why did, why did that you make that a priority for the company? Thank you for listening to the Power and Purpose podcast with Mastin Kip. Today's presentation was highlights from a recent conversation with Mastin and Reed Tracy of Hay House Publishing. If you'd like access to the entire interview and a transcript of the entire conversation, visit mastonkip.com forward slash seven. That's mastonkip.com forward slash the number seven. We have a lot more great content to help you learn to live your power and purpose here on the podcast. Subscribe to the show to make sure you get every episode as soon as it is released. Visit mastonkip.com forward slash subscribe for more. Between now and our next episode, get out there, take action, and make it real. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.